Can you feel that? Can you feel it? That's me reaching out and giving all of you a big hug right now. Oh my lord, what is happening with the devils right now? This is crazy. Um, I'm sorry it's been a minute since I got to you. I had the flu this week. But, uh, oh, oh my god. What, what is going on? That was so impressive. The Devils go on their Western Canada road trip. They start off with Vancouver. They blow them out. And then we knew that the game versus Edmonton was going to be tough. You have, you know, Dreisaitl and McDavid. Edmonton goes out and they get Jack Campbell, even though he didn't play. Edmonton is a team that a lot of people see making the conference finals um, or playing in the in the Stanley Cup finals. And we we had a good first period. The second period, we, we kind of fell behind a little bit. Next thing you know, we're down three to two. And obviously, Ryan Graves, who struggled throughout the game, comes in. He makes a nice move at the, uh, the defender on the blue line and is able to kind of take a shot while he's flying through the air. And it trickles past the goalie, and it goes in, and they score, and they tie it up. And then they have that beautiful play right off the faceoff where if you guys saw Salvador's breakdown, he shows you what that play is. And basically, they get the wingers to kind of – everybody condenses towards the middle of the ice, towards the faceoff dot. They Nico wins the, the faceoff back, and then Brat peels off and, and and goes really wide along the boards, and it creates – and then the defender has to kind of move move over in position thinking that Brat's going to go wide, but then he ends up curling towards the middle of the ice. Marino hits him with a beautiful pass, and Brat finishes it with authority. Brat has been incredible. It was That was one of the most exciting Devils games I've watched in years. Um, so – it was amazing to see them get two points out of that game. I think a lot of people thought that if you got if you came away with three points out of this road trip, that would have been a success. Um, so now we're we're we went we have four points. We're going into Calgary. Calgary is obviously plays a much different game than Edmonton. Edmonton is a fast team. Calgary plays a bigger, heavier game. Which Zadorov looked really good tonight. He played a hell of a game. He was tossing people around. He's a he is a monster back there. But can someone explain to me like what Milan Lucic is still doing like on someone's roster? Oh my lord, he looks like an ogre. Just I don't I don't see where he is. Uh, what he brings to the table. So the Devils ended up, they they looked pretty good through the first 20 minutes. The rest of the game, especially the second period, they were completely outplayed. And then in the third period, um, it was a little back and forth. They were holding on for dear life. They wanted to get at least one point out of it. Now, what was weird was over the course of the road trip, they they played a lot of different kinds of games. So obviously, the Vancouver game was a blowout. They were... They looked so good. And then the Edmonton game, they played from behind, and they came back and won. And then in the Calgary game, they had the lead. They blew the lead, 
and they managed to hold on to get into I thought if they were able to hold on and get to overtime the three on three with our speed would definitely open up the ice for us and they were able to lose their lead which those are games years ago the devils are are losing so they give up a they give up a two goal lead but they still find it in them to come back and get the overtime winner from Fabian Zetterlin it was just this has been such an exciting week of devils hockey um right now i mean we're in third place in the entire nhl that crazy and we come home, we're going to play Calgary again. Calgary is going to be coming off of a back-to-back when they play us. And I think our speed and being at home, I mean, I think we've shown that we could beat them. Um, and then you have, we have Arizona next Saturday. I don't have the schedule up right in front of me, but I know we have Arizona oh, and we have Ottawa. And Ottawa's lost like five of their last six. You win two of these next three games. I mean, Devils are Devils look really, really good. And the, and the the nice part is it's coming from it's coming from everybody. But the one guy that really stands out to me and is like totally taking the next step, I could not be happier. I don't see how anyone could be happier than what you've seen from Nico Heischer. Nico Heischer is the real deal, man. Like, this is number one overall pick status right now. And obviously, Kale McCarr was picked in the same draft class, and they're always going to compare the two of them. Or Kale McCarr is looked at in extremely high regard and one of the most premium best players in the league. And there's no denying that. The kid's great. But Nico Heischer looks really, really good. Excuse me. I mean, the amount of talk about the leadership that he has, you know, developed and what he's bringing to the table. And I mean, Brendan Smith, they interviewed him. They were they were comparing. He was comparing Nico Heischer to Nick Lidstrom. Heischer is the real deal. And it's it's not just off the ice on the ice. I mean, his puck control when he gets the puck on his stick, especially like down low. You can't you can't get him off the puck. He's on a roll. I think he has 12 points in 11 games. He looks sick. His face-offs are obviously out of control. He's, you know, dominating in the face-off circle. I think he's 5th in the league in face-off percentage. Um but it, it's it's just been it's been something to see. Now, I, I would like to see... Now, Jack Hughes had a really good game last night. He has not been like... It just seems like a little off. I don't know if they need to change the lines. I actually... I thought Ruff made a really great decision in the Edmonton game. He They got out of the second period. He knew he had to change some things up. He switches the lineup. I personally like <clears throat> Brat playing with Nico. So he switches the lineup. He puts Brad out there with Nico, and it paid off. It really did. I don't know what's going on with with Hughes. He's had he hasn't had the best start to the season, despite having all of these points. He's got a ton of points. He's definitely like there is production. There's no doubt about it. It's just more about like 
controlling the game. I feel like there were games last year where when Hughes was on the ice, he had the puck on his stick all the time, and he basically controlled the game. And I'm just really, I'm not really seeing that that as much this year. And he's had a couple of rough games. We're only a couple of games into the year, but I don't know if him playing with Brat is what's best for him. They're obviously both producing points, so, but they're both they both should be producing points. They're both two elite talent players. Um, I kind of liked when. Hughes played with Sharon Govich and Mercer because you're really Sharon Govich is really kind of fallen to the wayside a little bit. I'd like to see him a little more involved and Hughes definitely opens up the ice for him. I think Halla belongs on the third line. Um, there's a, there's a bunch of different roster moves that I, I think can still, I think the team could still improve, which is scary to even think about, but Let's go into five and five um, season stats. Right now, we are expected goals for. We are first in the league. Goals for. We are second in the league. Um, shooting percentage. We're twenty second in the league, which means we're we're not even like finishing in the top third of the league. Um, in the top two thirds of the league on our shooting percentage. I, I think that's only going to go up. Our save percentage is 30th in the league. So think about that. If that comes down, which the Devils do not win this do not win this road trip without Vitek Vanacek. He had the, he was thrown into such a strange situation in the Edmonton game. Blackwood gets hurt. It looks like it's a I I have to think it's like an ACL or an MCL. Blackwood gets hurt. He comes out. It's on the Edmonton power play of all things. And he's got Dreisaitl and McDavid out there. He's not warmed up. Vanacek comes in. He lets up a goal on his first shot. This, in every other year, in the past 10 years, would have been, this is where the Devils sort of unravel. Here we go. They're on the road. They're playing versus a very high-powered offense. Their goalies down. This is that. This is this gave them every opportunity to pack it in, and kind of all right. We've you know we just won, we just won four or five in a row, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna mail this one in, and they didn't. And in fact, Vanacek came out and saved their ass time and time and time again. He was so good. I really feel so much more comfortable with Vanacek going into a night seeing that Vanacek's going to be the starter than I do with Blackwood. And now, obviously, I think Blackwood is a very valuable asset, and I don't want to see him hurt, but I kind of like the thought of running Vanacek out there, you know, 65 75% of the nights until... Blackwood is is better or Bernier is back. He's just consistent. You just know what you're going to get. I thought he played good last night too. Um, <clears throat> so I think that save percentage is obviously going to get better, which should only make our stats and our numbers look better. Um, high danger chances for percentage. We are first in the league. Scoring chances... 
uh, four percentage, we are first in the league. Chances four percentage, we are first, uh, second in the league. It's pretty impressive. We're doing some really, <laughs> we're doing some cool things, man. This is crazy. Um, you have to love what you've seen out of the BMW line. They have 16 points in their last 10 games. And, I mean, you really can't say enough about Nate Bastion. To me, and I mean Miles Wood, too. Obviously, Miles Wood is killing it, too. Miles, Miles Wood is like a very, he can be very polarizing at times. There could be times where he's like literally like 14 feet off sides on a play, or he takes a horrible penalty in the offensive zone, or he just does something that's like, completely stupid and you're like thinking to yourself what the hell is he doing but at the same time the guy gives you everything that he has every night he's a heart and soul guy he goes to the net hard he sticks up for his teammates he scraps like he's he's playing really good he's scoring a lot of goals too and it's like I think that that BMW line um as hard as I've been on Mike McLeod which he is not my favorite player by any means he has definitely played much better in the past five games, um, and he's had a couple goals. I, I th- just I feel like he's he's playing better. But Nate Bastion is a beast. Nate Bastion is only twenty four years old, and he's on a four game point streak. <clears throat> he has um, six multi point games this year. He's sick. He's playing penalty kill. He's playing power play, um, and let me see. Let me pull something up real quick. I mean, I I kind of like think that Bastion could be have a lot more talent than people give him credit for. Uh, you know, typically your fourth line goes out there and they're throwing their weight around and they're they're kind of more just. Uh, tenacity and heaviness that your first and second line don't bring. But like, let's not forget, like Nate Bastion was, he was a very high second round pick. He's only 24 years old. Like he's, he's big. He's six foot four, 205 pounds. Um, I don't know. I think there's more to Nate Bastion than he, you know what it is that they, they don't, they don't look pretty. He doesn't necessarily have the prettiest goals, which, shit, I don't, I don't care if they're pretty or not. I mean, you look at guys like Dino Cicerelli and some of these other guys that they 500-plus goals and they did them dirty. But this is a guy that he has some very underlying good skill set. He's got um, size. He's a total team player. He's one of the most liked players on the team. And you're going to have this kid around for a while because you could sign him to a really favorable contract. And he's somebody that's going to be, a, I think, like, you, get, you make it to the playoffs, you're going you're gonna to respect, you know, he's going to be a big part of uh, uh, when things start getting really, really heavy in the playoffs and, you know, the Jack Hughes of the world uh, 
are kind of trying to avoid contact and stuff like that. It's like you could throw guys like this out there or mix and match your lines and add a little heaviness to a line that was strictly speed. So I'm really happy with what I've seen with Nate Bastian. Obviously, Miles Wood has really shown a ton of character and reached deep down in his gut and really picked this team up at certain times throughout the season, which I think we've all seen. And um, and I'm happy for him because he was very outspoken at the beginning of the year. He got a little criticized for it. I didn't think there was anything wrong with what he said. But um, he's a guy He's a guy that really is showing. And the crazy part is, he, you know, he kind of scores a lot. So he can easily put up 20 to 25 goals this year. And we were talking about it last night. Like, if he does, like, I hope that he seems like a guy that would take a hometown discount. Because you're going to need to fit all these people in. Um, and I think that you could get him. I'm hoping that the Devils can get him for a reasonable um, a reasonable contract because he's somebody that is a key part of the team. Um, and I don't think he's as replaceable as some people might think that he is. One of the things I really, I really took away from the, the whole road trip was the resiliency. That, to me, was the number one thing that I took away. It was like you saw in the Edmonton game, you saw Jesper Bratt coming down on a, I think it was a two-on-one, and he made a, he made a bad play, and it, it went the other way, and it turned into a goal, a goal against. And then Graves was just, he was brutal the first two periods of the game. And those were the both the guys that came back and scored those goals within seven seconds of one another. It's like both of those guys took it upon themselves. They picked themselves off, off the mat and they went out there and they won the game. And I just, you know, just for so long, we watched teams or guys were just, it wouldn't be their night. And they just, it was just like they were beaten dogs and there was no hope. And now this team does not give up. And I can watch a team that I can watch a team lose if they're if they're really really willing to fight and believe till the very end, and that's what's happened. We've kind of turned a corner. I do believe that this was the official coming out party for the New Jersey Devils. This put everybody on notice. I mean, all week, any kind of just general NHL outlet, media outlet. The New Jersey Devils are brought up, and it's like, watch out for the New Jersey Devils. The New Jersey Devils are fast. The New Jersey Devils are officially here. Like these are like, people people know what's up now. So, it's going to be a little harder because people are going to be expecting us. But you're going to start getting a lot of visibility. The Nico Heishers and the Jesper Bratz and, and all these guys, they're going to get a lot more attention, I think, moving forward, which is a good thing because they deserve it. They're great. They're really, really good players, potentially great players if they could start winning consistently. But um, it's this was the this was the road trip that really, I think, inside that organization, inside the locker room, really got them to believe and they buy in and they expect to win and they know that they can pull out a win and they just have they've 
we always talk about taking the next step, taking the next step. That's like the most cliche thing ever. They took the next step. It's here. We're here. We're living in it right now. And what's awesome about it is that we have a ton of young, really high-end players that are about to join this team. We already took the next step. We are already playoff caliber team. And we have Luke Hughes, who could be a franchise defenseman, and Simone Nemitz coming, who could also be a franchise defenseman. Like, talk about talent throughout your lineup. Holy shit. Do you see how much better your forwards are when you have defensemen that can make plays? John Marino's outlet passes have been insane. Like, they're literally like works of art. The guy is throwing the puck from literally his own face-off circle in our defensive zone all the way, you know, horizontally through the ice on the stick hitting somebody in stride. It's like when you when you have players that can make, that have vision especially, and that have the confidence and can make passes like that without putting yourself in a situation where you're going to give the puck up and it's gonna they're going to come and they're going to shove it down your ass, it's like if you have players that can make passes like that, which Nemitz is going to be able to do, Luke Hughes is going to be able to make passes like that. It's like it just engages and it just pushes play so much and it just leads to forward productivity so much. I mean, for years it was the Mirko Mueller's and, and this guy and that guy that just couldn't move the puck up the ice like really efficiently. So it's... uh. This is it. Like, I, I really believe that this is it. Like, Devil's Hockey is officially the, the decade of crap that we've dealt with and let down and disappointment is officially behind us. Nico Heischer looks like legit superstar, captain, two-way, Patrice Bergeron-esque future of the NHL. Jack Hughes looks like we, I, I think his game can still improve, but the speed, the stick handling, the creativity, all of that. Jesper Bratt, lock that guy up. He is the real deal. He's the, he's the shit. We have a lot going on. I mean, we have Fabian Zetterlund's got four goals. He's played in six, six or seven games. This is a guy that you could play literally anywhere in the lineup. He could play on your third line. He could play on your fourth line. He's playing on the first line with Nico. One of the guys that they're going to have to figure out what they're going to do with is Severson. Severson's game last night, Severson got benched. But, my God, it was it was bad. It was real bad. Um, and kudos to Lindy Ruff because you can't let – you can't let one person lose you a game. And when you have something going the way the Devils had, had something going these past the past week and a half – and it's a tight game, and somebody doesn't have it straight up. And this is Severson's been around a long time. It's like he did not have it last night. And Lindy Ruff wasn't willing to risk throw, keep throwing him out there uh, and, and potentially cost us a game. And good for him because, uh, you know, Severson's been an assistant captain. He's the longest-tenured devil. It's like that's a hard guy to – I'm sure if you're the coach, that's a hard guy to just sit and bench. But – it needed to be done, and it shows that everybody is held accountable. 
And shout out to Lindy Ruff. Um, <clears throat> I saw that Ryan Novosinski did a did an article with him for NJ.com, and he talked about how after the after the Devil's Home opener with the fire Lindy chants and getting booed during his intro, how he went out to his car after the game and he sat there and he thought about his career and contemplated his career and future in the NHL. And, um, and I already did a podcast on it. I thought it was a little classless to be honest with you. And, but Lindy Ruff is not a bad man by any means. And he knows a lot about hockey. I mean, the guy is, I think fifth, he just, past Al Arbor. I think he's fifth all time in most wins. And he was obviously a player as well. It's like, I don't, I don't, I think we, you know, it wasn't, we didn't treat him. We didn't treat him like one of ours. We treated him like an outsider. And since that time, I don't know if it was him or I don't know if it was the team got together and said, Hey guys, like they all respect him clearly. And they were like, hey, listen, like, if we don't play, well, listen, we're the ones out there on the ice. If we don't play, we're going to cost this guy his job and potentially the rest of his career. He's, not, he's no spring chicken. Um, so to see him have the success, Lindy Ruff, to have the success that he's had over the past, you know, 10 games, um, I'm really happy for him. And I think the Devils fan base which a lot of people have done vocally on Twitter and whatnot, do owe him an apology. But it, I think it would be really cool. I'm not going to be at the games, uh, the home games this week. Um, going to Disney World. Oh, yeah. Bringing the kids to Disney. And um, we're actually going to do... Uh, my, my brother doesn't know this, but we're going to do a live podcast from Disney um, after... Uh, after the Ottawa game. So um, I'm not going to be there, which sucks. I wish I was there to to greet this team when they come home um, to a standing ovation, which they're going to get. And everybody better show some love. And I would like to hear a sorry Lindy Chan or a Lindy Ruff Chan or something just showing that we're not like curmudgeons that we're stuck in our ways. And it's like, Let's salute the guy. If you're going to win nine, you know, nine out of 10 games for us, you deserve to be saluted. Like that's something that we haven't had in a really long time. So um, there should be a ton of great vibes. There should be a lot of people that show up to these games. Like if we can't get people out, if we have 11,000 people in the building this week, that would be a damn shame because the team has earned that right to play in front of a very excited packed house. Um. But man, I wish I was going to be there. It should be it should be really fun. Uh, and like I said, Calgary is going to be coming off of a back to back, and they're going to have just traveled across the country. I like our chances. Right now, Money Puck has us at an eighty eight percent chance to make the playoffs. I mean, I don't know. I you know what what does that mean to me? I don't, I'm not I'm not sure. But I've been watching hockey long enough. <clears throat> I can tell you that if the Devils play the way they did. The past two weeks, they will make the playoffs. You see teams like Pittsburgh. I mean, they're getting killed. Um, I mean, Washington, We, I can't wait to get them again. I can't wait to get the Rangers. If, if Shesterkin's not on, whew, the Rangers could get blown out. 
These are all good things. This is like, this is a totally different team. It's a completely different team. So I hope everybody is enjoying this as much as I am. I, I think everyone is at this point. I mean, this has been unreal. But, um, you know, Bill Spaulding, like Ken Danico, Bryce Salvador, like you see the happiness. Erica Walker, you see the happiness on these people's faces? This is real happiness. When I, when uh, when Ryan Graves <clears throat> scored that goal, he was so happy. He knew he knew the type of game he was having, and he knew how big of a goal that was. And the team was so happy for him. You could tell that. Obviously, it's a lot easier for a team to start gelling and winning and playing for each other. Uh, you know, enjoying each other when they're winning. But man, was that team happy to see him win and then for Jesper Bratt to score that goal too after he had, you know, kind of been invincible for a lot of the game. It's like, wow, this is just good stuff. I'd like to see them just get Bratt locked up, um, you know, sometime after the new year. Know that you have him around long term because he's he's sick. But... That's where we're at. I mean, I, I was I was literally at a loss for words. I didn't even know like what to I, even if I, I even if I felt fine and I wanted to record. I didn't even know what to say at one point. I was so like, I can't believe this is happening. But let's give some VTech love when we see it when in the Prudential Center, and let's give some Lindy Ruff some love too when we see him too because he deserves it. He's part of the team, and we are the team right now. We are the hottest team in the NHL, so it's good to be us, Devils fans. It's good to be us, but I'll be hitting you guys up. I'm going to record after the Ottawa game live from Disney World. Should be interesting. Um, so, from the trap, it is your boy, Bill Botch, and I am signing out. Uh, first place in the Metropolitan Division, New Jersey Devils podcast. Let's go.